Chronicles of the Interwebs, tis I, Christy. And me, Kelly. And you're back joining us once again at Unnerved, a horror movie podcast. Welcome! Hello! If you're, if you're new here, we watch a horror movie every other week and then we talk about it. Plot, fun facts, you know, the whole thing. Our yeah. opinions. <laughs> we have <laughs> many. If you're new here, we have many. If you're not new here, welcome and enjoy our opinions on Cringemas. Yeah! Take two! Merry Cringemas! Merry Cringemas! And we have a guest joining us. Hello, guest. This is Bobby. Hello, that's me. I'm Bobby. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have anything else besides Coming in hot uh, with that radio voice. I was going to say, yeah. that sounded very I could, do, I could do like a full transatlantic accent the whole time if you guys wanted me to. Like a full, like kind of Jimmy Stewart, 1940s. Oh my gosh. Like, no, I can't. That's pretty uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not proud of how well I can just do that out of pocket, but... Uh, yeah, for the listeners at home, I'm not a horror movie person, no. hence why I'm on here during Cringemas for <laughs> one really good movie and one not so really good movie, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Neither of which were scary. I mean, um, in all of our opinions, we have a pretty unanimous vote. Yeah. And we're going to cover the worst one first, and we're going to end on a high note. Yeah, the worst one, I mean, it might be the worst horror movie I think I've ever seen. It might be the worst movie I've ever watched. And like, it's up that's saying something. And like I've gone to film festivals before and watched some of the stuff that's there where I'm like, okay, I'm like I get what you're going for, but it's not good. <laughs> A uh, for effort, but pretty yeah. much F for everything else. So actually, this one was voted by you guys. Uh, it it actually beat out what we initially thought we were going to be covering. Yeah. Uh, right after we recorded the last episode. So this, we're covering Ginger Dead Man from 2005. <laughs> it's bad. It's, it's so bad. It's not great. Um, so, Kelly, let's just dive in. Hit us with the cast. Is this even worth it? I will do my best. It's There's like one member of the cast where it's worth it. Well. Really? The with the last one? name of Findlemeyer, let's go. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Gary... Busey is Millard, Millard Findelmeyer, also known as the what Ginger man. Dead Man. He voices this, yeah. which it's is... Allegedly. He does. Apparently, I read in the Wikipedia, they offered him 25 grand for this role for him to do it, and they didn't Aww. expect him to accept, but he did. Well, here's the... Th okay, I mean, like, we'll get into it, obviously, once we get through the cast. <laughs> Saying that he did it is an overstatement. He made twenty-five. He made $25,000 off of this, and that was $24,999. Too much. I'm thinking uh, he must have made more than this entire movie's worth. Like, has oh, this movie out. even brought in twenty-five grand? Oh, I don't doubt it, because there's probably people like us no. three who just randomly are like, haha, this there seems fun. There are sequels and then to this. There's four sequels to yes. this. None and of we, which and we rented Busey. this, so we... We, we contributed our to good it. money for this. We're paying Gary Busey's royalties We paid for our $4. <laughs> it was not worth $4. No. Yeah, boy. But no, sorry, I interrupted the cast. No, it's okay. <laughs> Robin Sidney is Sarah Lee. Meh. Ryan Locke is Amos Cadbury. Yeah, Alexia Aylman is Lorna Dean. Fucking hater. Jonathan Chase is Brickfields. Amazing. What a name. Margaret Bly is Betty Lee. Mm -hmm. Fine. I don't know. After that, I don't really care. Yeah, it just starts to become yeah. a mess. Ooh, Larry Cedar is people. Jimmy Dean. I didn't even realize there was a guy named Jimmy Dean in this movie. Yeah, he's the, is he rich the dad? dad that uh, Lorna cowboy. Dean's dad. Yeah. Which also Jimmy Dean. Let's let's go. Why didn't he have sausage. a breakfast place instead of a bakery? Because they're not trying to get sued, Christy. Okay. I'm they... just saying. <laughs> they could have done had it though. Honestly, cafe. when you sue this movie, it's already bad enough. You probably didn't even find it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, like, it's, how would you know? 
How it's, how are it, they gonna know? They're never gonna know. <laughs> it's just flabbergasting <laughs> how poor. Like you expect a certain level of poorness when you're watching a sci-fi original film. This was like it, it make these make this movie makes sci-fi original films look good. Um, by comparison, <laughs> like I mean, you are yeah, correct. That's like true. I will I will watch uh, any Sharknado film. For the rest of my life. My brother loves those movies. It's actually a pretty damn good movie. They're a fun time. This is not even fun in the so bad it's fun sort of way. No, this it's is not... just <laughs> boring. Like, this is... Alright, sorry. I'm, I'm... It's not <laughs> so bad it's good. It's so bad it's very bad. Right. It's not redeemable. We, we pretty much talked through the whole thing, and then we were like, wait, what? There were a couple good one-liners, I it's think I remember It's 110 minutes, and it feels like you're watching the extended editions of Lord of the Rings. It does feel yeah, like, yeah, long. Yeah, 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 it does like, feel long. in the worst way. Also, Dutch angles. So many Dutch angles! <laughs> this director was like, I am a fucking pro. And he was getting, he's like, this is my fucking masterpiece. I also should note, it's an hour and ten minutes with a fully, like, AMV-style uh, credit sequence. Uh, yes. With full, uh, like, a full musical outro, including, like, you know you'd watch, like, a Power Rangers movie? Yeah. And, or Power Rangers show, and there'd be, like, little clips of the people before their names would pop up? Like, that's what this movie has at the end, and that's another, like, six to ten minutes of that. It as is, if we care about these people. It's also, if we want to get into the plot, this first yeah. sequence, yeah. wildly out of place yeah. compared to the rest of the movie. So let's, let's just dive right into it. So we're in a Texas diner, and Cat- That's very clearly uh, called, in L.A. Called Cadillac <laughs> Jacks. Yeah. Woohoo! Uh, the crazed killer Millard opens fire, killing Jeremy and James and leaving Sarah and Mom all alone. He gets arrested and he's sen- sentenced to death in the electric chair. Can all I of that, also... all of that latter part is off screen, by the way. Only we only see the shooting we... and Gary Busey rambling for about four minutes. Something I about I like his his mom telling him he needs to finish what he started, but also shooting a woman is bad. So. Question yeah. mark? <laughs> so, we actually, we don't really find this out, but, like, in the Wikipedia plot, okay. his mom is a witch. What? Yes. So, okay, let me <laughs> let me say the next sentence here. After the execution, Findelmeyer is cremated and his ashes are sent to his mother, a witch who mixes the ashes into a gingerbread mix and mails it to the bakery. That's I what like, happened. I that's would like what, to point that's out. what grandma is? grandma's spices or whatever that was not yes. even mailed oh to the gosh. bakery she dropped it off at the door because you do see a person walk away you in a right. hood you which right. is probably just the director just shambling away because they had no money because he spent it all on dutch angles like it it, it is she's, flabbergasting she's just looking for a new house in the woods is she because they're in the middle of texas allegedly she's a witch okay she's a witch <sighs> She's a witch making gingerbread, and so she's trying out new mixes for her gingerbread house. Yeah, using her she tries son's her son. ashes. I mean, what else are you going to do with them? That's fucked up. Not bake them for human consumption. I mean... Okay, let, I have a very, like, moral question I need to ask. If someone... <laughs> Such if a you're moral starting... <laughs> question regarding ginger dead man. Yes, if someone takes a human's ashes, doesn't matter who... Puts them into a cake, into gingerbread men, whatever. And another person unknowingly eats it. Is that technically cannibalism? Is it technically cannibalism to eat someone's ashes? I would say no. I'd say no. 
I mean, you're, like, getting, I mean, you're getting South into Park thing. did it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we're not. We don't go by South Park law here, but. Um, it's I, chocolate, uh, chocolate milk mix. I know, I know it <laughs> allegedly is, uh, but I, I don't think that that can be. I don't think you can put that on the person who's in like not without not intentionally eating that as cannibalism. You know what I mean? It's not like they're getting like this thing of meat and somebody's yeah. like, "Well, just have some." Well, uh, they're okay. just getting some ashy leftovers. Then, yeah. secondarily, if they know what's in the pie, yeah, then they're just a weirdo. Like, but is it cannibalism? Um, I would say that if they know enough, it's it's bordering on cannibalism. Like, if they are aware of the facts and then choose to, if they're like, I'd man, say at that this, point, yeah, yeah, it's like, man, I hate the fact that this has person in it, but damn it, do I want some apple pie? Like, they are making a choice to eat the the pie or the cake or whatever it's the it might. Cinnamon be. topping. On. Yeah. <laughs> so the bakery brings it. Uh, Sarah brings it in. Uh, then has a confrontation with mom, who is an alcoholic and is firing her shotgun at the neighboring uh, bakery. You forgot across the street. You yeah. forgot about the man that's also working in the back. He did some cool. Oh yeah, the guy who wants to be moves. a professional wrestler for very what limited context. What is his context. name? I was going into that soon because I think this happens first because then her and Brick <laughs> Fields. I thought this happened while like she went out like simultaneously. I don't guys. I don't it's remember. Not I'm just going off it. of the. It's the not points. worth it. Yeah, it's not worth getting lost in the dynamics of the script. It, because honestly, I don't think there was good. one. <laughs> I mean, we we find we meet all the characters during the newspaper scene. When uh, that's how we figure out the execution. Also, everything's got this weird film over it. Honestly, I think that's just because it was standard definition and we were watching it in on 2005. A, yeah. Okay, I was. I, I don't think it was shot well either. I think it was shot on like the equivalent of a handy cam. Okay, but <laughs> I, I just think that it just looked like shit okay. because of the age. So, mom shooting up the place next door, taking down the sign with a shotgun, which she's still a good shot even when she's hammered. Uh, Julia, who's another employee, takes mom home. Jimmy Dean shows up, is mad that his sign is getting shot down. Sarah negates the situation. Then we also meet his daughter, Lorna, oh who is Lord. the prettiest face in all of the t- the town. She's not. She, she <laughs> I mean, hypothetically speaking, if this really was a small town, she could be. I'm sorry for that town. <laughs> <laughs> well... Um, so Jimmy Dean is trying to talk to Sarah and he wants to essentially buy out the bakery. He's trying to, for only what, like 50 grand or something? I mean. It's a small town bakery. The bakery's also going under. Yeah. It's not doing so well since her dad and her brother died. Correct. You know? So, Sarah gets out of that situation and her brick are working hard on this new mysterious gingerbread mix. They don't ask questions. They're just like, I'm going to test it. Yep. Yeah, that's so, a little... I it's, didn't it's, think it's horror about movie that. logic, it's honestly. <laughs> it's horror movie logic, let's be real. Yeah. So, oh, and he cuts himself. Oh, it is confirmed yeah. that Fendelmeyer's uh, mother is the one who dropped off the stuff. Oh, good. Uh, they, that unresolved plot point. Yeah, they start to mix, he cuts himself. <laughs> un- unknowingly, I don't know how you can unknowingly do this, like lean over the pot of the mix that's mixing He's... and be bleeding all up in that shit. He straight up... Cut it and then and he deliberately his hand. put his hand over the bucket and then you're right. He squeezed. You. It was like his arm and he's like, no, and he's like squeezing it. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta like, get ah. some of that good good blood in there. 
It's the extra spice. Um, so, after that, they get him cleaned up. Sarah permits him to leave early so he can pursue his amateur wrestling career as the Butcher Baker at Wrestlepalooza. We love him. We support him. He's, like, the best actor in this entire movie. Agreed. I'm just putting that out there. So she is now alone in the bakery and is making an incredibly large, unrealistic gingerbread man that does not look like edible uh, with the contaminated dough, and she puts it in the industrial oven to bake. It looks like a walk-in freezer, but an oven, which makes zero sense. Mm -hmm. With a red light to make it look hot. It makes literally no sense. You would maybe think that they would have racks or something in there to, like, help with it. Nah, it's just a a big, empty... It's a walk-in oven. It's a walk-in oven that you just lay your your pan of ginger dead man on, and he just comes to life. Also, I can't remember, but didn't she use, like, a shit ton of flour? Yeah. So, while it's baking, Lorna has returned and planted a rat in the bakery so that the health department will come and shut it down, but Sarah discovers it first. A fight ensues, and during which Lorna hits a switch, surging the oven with electricity, bringing the gingerbread man to life. Ginger dead man. That's the title of the movie. I'm just reading the notes I have. That's fair. I mean, yeah. Okay, and then a hot punk boy, Amos. Amos? 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 I'll say it backwards, Soma. (laughs) That's a brand. (laughs) Oh, shit, we're not sponsored. (laughs) Brought to you this week by Soma. (laughs) What do you need to get knocked out? Soma. Yeah, some Soma. (laughs) Yeah, okay, cool. Do you know what kind (laughs) of store Soma is? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? I guess not. Oh, it's um, it's women's underwear and lingerie and stuff. Perfect. Well, you need to be a knockout. <laughs> so yourself some Soma. It's actually really like nice quality. I have a couple of bras from Soma. Nice. They have one at the mall. <laughs> we'll get that sponsorship one way or another, folks. Uh, so this is Lorna's boyfriend. 10 out of 10 confirmed. Well, wait, wait, wait. I thought she was like, nah, this ain't my boyfriend. I think that she thinks they're in an open relationship and he thinks that they're committed, but he's like, ah, nah, not really. I think they break up essentially in this so that he can pursue Sarah. Yeah. But like, it's not confirmed. In the notes, it says, That's bo- real it says boyfriend. It, yeah, okay. it makes sense that he's, he's the boyfriend. But, he yeah. has gotten tired of waiting outside in the car, so he arrives on the scene Sarah removes the ginger dead man, there you go, uh, from the oven, at which point uh, the newly dubbed ginger dead man leaps up, taunting them. He's taunting, all right, here's where I'm coming in with this. He's taunting them (laughs) in, in a way, and I honestly don't have that much problem with the weird ginger dead man puppet that they use. It's kind of fun. It's not, he's a a puppet. It's very clearly a person's hand, and that's fine. My problem is, it sounds like the audio for <laughs> Gary Busey, who obviously, if you couldn't guess by now, is the ginger dead man. Um, based on he, the cast. Based yeah. on the cast list, uh, you had to guess. But uh, he sounds uh, probably about four audio levels lower than everybody else in the film mm-hmm. at all times. Uh, and to the point where I genuinely think his audio was recorded over a phone. Like, I either that or they had, like, a crappy tape recorder out at their one day when they were filming at the allegedly Texas diner that was very clearly shot in L.A. because that's where Gary Busey lives. 
um, that they had him record all of those lines, and he just kind of did that Gary... Because this, for those who don't know, this was prime VH1 era yeah. Gary Busey, mm-hmm. like surreal life. Yeah. When he's in his full like, stuff that he does all the time. Not gonna lie, he looked rough. He's, oh, yeah. he's always... I don't think there's been a time that Gary Busey has looked good, and I love him in Point Break. I but he looked like to, a fucking nut job. I had to talk to my fiance. I'm like, do you know Gary Busey? He's like, yeah. And I'm like... He's a not a good looking dude. He's like, yeah, well, he <laughs> he used to be big in the eighties. I was like, well, I watched a movie. Cocaine, cocaine, <laughs> baby. Uh, but yeah, I, I think they recorded all of it at once in like a crappy bulk recording because it's not good. It's not well done. Yeah. It sat. We literally had to like lean forward and try and decipher it half yeah. the time. Uh, so the Scooby Gang attempt to lock the the cookie in the freezer. Sarah tries to call the police, but the line is dead. Lorna calls her dad from Amos's cell phone book but the battery dies halfway through the conversation 2005 (laughs) good old old mom good old betty comes back looking for her secret stash of alcohol uh julian also comes back looking for betty betty gets into a fight with the gingerbread man loses a finger and is put in the oven while julia is knocked out uh with a firing pan encased in frosting well, beautifully decorated and left in the freezer for high talk about that for a second funny she had cherries on her tits or her nipples like it was it was bananas 10 out of 10 hypothermia goals complete the most bananas part of that is to think that gary Busey's character who canonically has no connection to baking if i'm correct outside of the fact that he got i'm sure it'll be expanded upon in the sequels but um He took the time to fully coat this woman's body in frosting. And not even just, like, uh, Cool Whip or something. No. Like, it looks like cake frosting. Like, he took a knife and was sitting there like, there's no eye in team. As he just went up and down her knocked out form. Uh, Creepy. Yeah, very. it was honestly, like, ridiculous to a point. I laughed. Yeah. I I, full-on laughed. That was probably the (laughs) best part of the film um, like no there's like nope, one nope. or two lines in here that i really love okay so, so amos returns to his car to get his handgun doesn't have a holster human for gun. it he, yeah, he pulls the, it out of the glove box yeah pulls it out of the glove box and puts it in, down his pants this Busy makes Ferris, me so Texas. mad I, yeah i but like also he, people in hollywood i swear to god do not understand how guns and gun carrying laws work at all and also don't do their fucking research nope <laughs> welcome to hollywood yeah welcome to hollywood like and a little budget filmmaking yeah no kidding so good old jimmy dean shows up on the scene to pick up lorna but while he's investigating amos's car the ginger dead man takes control of his car and with rolling pins to operate the accelerator, kills him, pinning him to with his oh, that car was funny. <laughs> to the wall. And this is my favorite death of the movie. Yeah, I mean, it's the only, like, I feel like it's the only worth anything death in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. The first two deaths kind of suck. It's it's ridiculous. It's hokey. Like, the, the car is not going very fast as it slams into him. Right. Like, Pretty sure it was a Mustang, too, because I think it got excited. It was a nice thing, mm-hmm. yeah. So Amos and Sarah discover and rescue Julia from the freezer. She clearly has hypothermia because she's shaken. Um, Sarah tells Amos that she thinks the killer cookie is Millard. Great. Wow. Great deduction there. Uh, Lorna decides to wait outside for her dad, but discovers his body sprawled all over the hood of his car. She steals his ring and heads back inside. She's like, bye, daddy. I'm like, okay. Diddy. 
where she triggers a tripwire that lodges a knife into her forehead, killing her. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. That's wah, one hell wah. of a breakup! <laughs> yeah, dead. <laughs> he moves on. Uh, Amos moves on quick. But then again, yeah. they kind of pretty much said they were, like, He was dead. emotionally done for a while. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you with her? Like, jeez. Yeah. She's a, a handful. Handful yeah. something. Uh, <laughs> So Sarah and Amos admit that they have feelings for one another. Feelings. Before they find Betty and attempt to rescue her from the oven, but the ginger dead man locks Sarah in the oven and knocks Amos out with a hammer. Amos recovers, shoots the oven door lock off, saving Sarah. <laughs> Brick returns to help in his wrestling attire. I fucking love but this But the man. ginger dead man grabs Amos's pistol and opens fire. Julia and Brick manage to subdue him, and Brick eats the cookie's head. And then he says the best line. The best line in this whole thing. Say it. Say it. He said, got milk? And then he burps. <laughs> it was it. so good. I loved it. Well, <laughs> folks, and if you thought that was where our story ended, no. don't worry. No, no, we're, only at minute, we're only at minute 45 of this hour-long film. <laughs> um, so shortly afterwards, Brick is then possessed by the ginger dead man, and he starts attacking Sarah before she's rescued by Amos and Julia. And uh, they push Brick into the oven and turn on the heat on full, finally killing him. Brick was done dirty. I loved him. He was the best actor. Like, he had this He's really... He's the only one that had an acting career after that. Yeah, there's, a, yeah, there's a reason but, that Brick... Besides uh, Margaret, who played Betty, because she was an actual yeah. actress throughout many decades. Was, is the key word. I will say... She's she, very clearly on the downswing here, getting that five grand paycheck for this She's much film. older for this, and she was just like, you know what? It's a fun thing to do. I love Brick because he has this, like, he when he turns evil, he has a really good moment when he gets yeah. possessed. Yeah. It's he, probably the best moment in the film, acting-wise. He's, he's the only redeeming quality of actor in mm-hmm. this film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, that is including Gary Busey. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, absolutely. It, yeah. It just, it's not good, folks. No. No. Uh, we're not done yet. Several months later, Betty, Sarah, and Amos are having a bake sale to raise money for the hospital with a little help from two nurses. Two kids ask if they can have any gingerbread cookies. One of the nurses tells them that the older lady stopped by and dropped some off. The nurse opened the box, revealing five gingerbread cookies who open their eyes, and one gingerbread cookie is brought by, uh, is bought by a woman and who also buys a full box of pastries. Pretty much... The ginger dead man Sequel still base, lives. Baby. Sure, which mom is one of the nurses and just says someone else dropped it off. Yeah. Who's to say? Who knows? Who's to say? You know, the lore of the ginger dead man universe is really deep, and I think that we have to have an entire podcast breaking down the deep dive lore on this. <laughs> like, I don't well, know if you guys have ever listened to, like, to hardcore watch. history, but I, I should do, like, a four-hour deep dive on this <laughs> for you guys if you ever need a, a filler episode yeah. sometime. Yeah, um, you you want to do that? I, you want to dedicate four hours of your time? Well, it's not to... just four hours of my time because that would be like eight hours of research and then six hours of me just slamming my head in my keyboard. Why did I agree to this? Exactly. Uh, so you're great, are though. you right I, now? No, I am not committing myself <laughs> to any more ginger yeah. dead man based activities. <laughs> besides, if I ever see the director okay. kicking him, I kind of want to see the third movie though because it's disco themed. I mean, it's Look, Saturday he's night. He's going to cause a panic at the disco. Saturday night cleaver is a name. The, the plot of the third one, folks, is he literally gets a time machine. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, like, 
I don't I, I don't know how else we can say that someone that a film series has jumped the shark mm-hmm. but somehow a film called Ginger Dead Man jumps the shark only in the third movie by the sound of it because of the time it's, machine. It's it's weird. It's he and that's slashes... him against like Blunt Man in the fourth one or something. Yeah, the Evil Bong versus yeah, Evil the Bong. Evil yeah. Bong. But that's like a crossover with Evil Bong films. I don't really know what that is. The same company produces both of them, so oh, they're both probably terrible. Won't someone think of our Evil it's Bong just universe? Unfortunate because it's like there are a, a wide set of movies that are so bad they're good. They're fun. They're funny. Yep. They're yeah. entertaining. This is just not. How did it, how, how did it make more? Why did they make more? Did they look at this dumpster fire and go, mm, you know what, we ain't done yet. You know, many people actually do think it's so bad it's entertaining. Oh, it's not. I agree with you. Do you have no. any fun facts? Because I found literally nothing. Besides that Gary Busey got offered 25 grand, no. Our kill count is six. That's sad. Yeah. You want taglines? Yeah, you got you. You found taglines for this. Yeah, there were three of them. Actually. Wow! Um, what a great marketing team. They they were prepared. Out of the oven and into your heart. What? What? Well, it's like a knife to the heart. You know, I don't not know, good. It, it, but it, it exists. Something's in the oven. Okay, and man, the last not bad. The last was pretty good. Evil never tasted so good. Um, it's not bad. That's not bad. That's not a bad. It's one. not bad. For as bad as this movie is, it's not bad. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, out of all those, I'll take that last one. So, in lieu of uh, no fun facts, I found extra reviews. Hit me with it. So, a half a star review. I remember when I was eight years old, walking around aisles of Blockbuster, seeing this movie on shelves, my brother and I would beg our parents to let us rent it every time. We went, and uh, I I will always resent them for depriving us of a great cinema such as... uh, A great cinema at such a formative age. I have to say I approve of those parents' choices because... <laughs> that was by Emperor Chill. You dare oh, I'm question sorry. a oh. half-star review from Emperor Chill. Is this Letterbox or something? Maybe. Renowned film critic Emperor Chill right up there with Siskel and Ebert. Um. Uh, we have a one-star review that says, I knew a guy that this happened to. <laughs> what? A no-star review saying that was one stale cookie. <laughs> that was a, yeah, no. One-star review, I hope I'm not as ugly as Millard when I become a gingerbread man. <gasps> <laughs> and lastly, uh, a three-star review. Me last month, time to work on my mental health, and I'm going to be happy and healthy before I turn 33. Me this month, I'm going to watch all of the Ginger Dead Man movies. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> you slid so far back. So, let's grade this shit. Kelly, what's the rules? The rules are that we have five questions that we both grade on a scale of 1 to 10 for a possible score of 50 each, 100 total. And then uh, Bobby's rating will be factored in on a scale of 1 to 10 added to the score. So, yes. I'm the chaos factor. Mm. You're you're our chaos gremlin for this previous episode. So, first question. Was it a good movie? One. I mean, one. (laughs) Was it a good movie? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one. One. Yeah. yeah. Like it, this is if if the last however many minutes have not clued you in, listener. Yeah. It's not a good film. Uh, how was the acting? I gave this a two for Brick. I gave it a one. For I gave Brick. it. I gave it a two just because Brick existed and he, he <laughs> tried. There wasn't much for him to do. The main person again, like there wasn't much for her to do. 
It's one of those things where I feel bad bad-mouthing anybody in this movie but Gary Busey. Mm-hmm. Um, Honestly, I think it was the writing's main issue and lack the of direction. Dutch angles. We gotta put in the Dutch angle! I, I just feel... Because some of these actors had other jobs before this. Mm-hmm. I think this just ultimately killed any hope of them continuing. It was bad. It's not great. Special effects. Two? Yeah, I, I had a one. Three? It's, wow. Uh, I didn't think any of the special effects were good. I I mean, I could maybe have done a two, because I didn't hate the that puppet that much. That but... so good, though. <laughs> I guess I didn't, yeah, I guess I didn't consider that a special effect, but you're right. Like, there's that probably a lot of different have. things. The car scene wasn't too bad. Yeah. It's okay. A one is perfectly acceptable. I think it's just like this, your this opinion, whole... Your opinion, man. I know. It's just like the, the, the whole of this movie when taken into totality, everything about it just beat me down mm-hmm. over and over and <laughs> over again. I wanted to enjoy it. I just couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Compelling story and interesting twists. Two. Two. One. <laughs> yeah. Uh, character development and writing. Two. Two. One. So I had a score of nine. I also had a score of nine. And then Bobby's score of what was it? Eight? Spicy six. It was six. a spicy six. It was a spicy six. I Reduced down for an average of for 1. a one point two adjustment. So this has scored a nineteen point two, which is officially the worst movie on the horror movie report card. As it we did it, ladies and gentlemen. It, I don't know how we're gonna beat that. I don't know either. Because unless something scores all ones across the board for both of us and have no guest on as well, mm-hmm. that's the like that's about as low as you can get. I mean, we have done half points. We Ginger have. Dead Man too. Next Cringemas. Who says no? I do that too. No, uh, <laughs> I we have better cringy movies to try. <laughs> all right, so let's switch gears to something more fun. Yeah. Speaking of better cringy movies, so <laughs> yeah, this next movie was actually your recommended movie. Which it is was. why we had you on the podcast, because you wanted us to cover it. I've We're been... covering Dude Bro Party Massacre 3 from 2015. Mm-hmm. A better time. A simpler time. Was it? From now? It was yeah. pre-pandemic, it was. I better. guess, yeah. That's the year I graduated high school. God, I'm old. <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah, was that... Uh, like... Uh, yeah, get in. Let's <laughs> get into it. I don't want to feel older. I don't remember um, anything from 2015. I remember a lot from 2015 just because I graduated and started college. Like, there's just a lot going on in that one I... time frame. I started my first job. Like, I couldn't. 2015 I was a year. Couldn't tell you. Like, anything after high school to, like, pandemic was kind of a blur for me. And I wasn't even high or drunk. I was just existing. You were straight vibing. Sure. That's it. It's one way to put it. It's a nice way to put it. They weren't good vibes, but they were vibes, <laughs> I guess. So, Kelly, hit us with the cast for this movie. Yeah. Alec Owen is Brent and Brock. John Salmon is Nidri. Paul Prado is Turbo. Greg Sestero is Derek. Jimmy Wong is Sizzler. Ben Geegly is Samzy. Joey Scoma is Todd. Kelsey Gunn is Samantha. Olivia Taylor Dudley is Motherface. Patton Oswald is the chief of police. Brian Ferenzi is Officer Schminkel. Maria Del Carmen is Officer Candace Butiker. I didn't realize that was her last name. Yep. Nina <laughs> um, Hartley is Dean Pepperstone. And then Andrew W.K., John Francis Daly, and Larry King are in cameos in this. This yes. is directed by John Salmon, Michael, oh gosh, Rosselet? 
Tom Jacobson and Joey Scoma. I didn't mention the director of the last one, but he doesn't. You don't have to. It doesn't. We've moved past the last one. It's in the ground. We've moved past Ginger Dead Man. We We as a society have moved past Ginger Dead Man. I might have some, like, trauma from Ginger Dead Man. Oh, yeah? You're living through your ginger trauma? Yeah. Well... Well, let's, uh... Speaking of trauma, Dude Bro Party Massacre 3 is <laughs> a film about trauma. <laughs> it... Exactly. So, let's just dive right into it. Delta Bi. First off, great Fred. Delta Bi, boys. Yep. Yeah, Delta, Delta Bi for life. Uh, member Brock is talking to his therapist about multiple slasher-related attacks that have happened around his fraternity because of their pranks. So he's, he's going through his trauma. He's sorting it out. Yeah. He's doing as you do. The sorority house mother was trapped in a burning building. Yeah. And vowed revenge on them during uh, during one of them. While member Road Doggy loses his frisbee outside, the mother throws a buzzsaw at his mouth. Also, yep. the I, I the don't kills. know if I can p- pick a favorite kill. There's a lot of good kills in this There's one. There's a lot. I was just like, yas. Um, and it partially decapitating him. And then Cindy performs oral sex on Sea Trunk only for the mother to sneak in under the bed and kill them both with a harpoon. Yep. Yeah. 10 out of 10 harpoon kill. And it should be noted that all of this uh, opening bit of therapy is supposed to be the first two uh, Dude Bro Party Massacre films. Yes. Which, in the Dude Bro Party Massacre universe, do exist. And sadly, in our universe, they do not. Yes. Um, mm-hmm as yeah sorry go ahead (laughs) yeah so uh then we have a coach with a javelin in a locker room another great kill uh she goes on a rampage uh hacking one to death in the shower with two meat cleavers stabbing one through the mouth with a javelin decapitating one with a machete so this film is pretty much all of the 80s horror movies in a parody it is so good yep um, after Scooter's head explodes, Brock and his friend Samzy manage to kill the mother, only for her daughter to cut off her face and use it as a mask, taking on the name of Motherface. Motherface 2. That is... <laughs> Motherface yeah. 2. Mm-hmm. So that is 1. So Dude Bro Party Massacre Kill Count 1 is 9. That's a that lot. we saw. Yep. That yes, we that's saw. That we saw, yes. This, all it's alleged count- to be much higher. All kill counts are what we see on screen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or what happened in the movie yeah. and canon. So, Dupro Party Massacre, one. <laughs> I was going to say, this kill count's going to get real high yeah, in a couple is, minutes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I have them all. So, Dupro Party Massacre, two. <laughs> yep. Motherface begins her own rampage, slashing people's throats and electrocuting them, even killing the Delta Buy's weed dealer. Truly the greatest. By guy. hacking him in the throat with a wooden sign. Mm-hmm. Excellent. After shredding. Dolphman's face with a blender. Brock lights Motherface on fire and kills her. In the present day, the therapist grabs a pair of scissors, revealing herself to be the new Motherface, and the previous Motherface's sister slashes Brock's throat. Brock dead. Yes, so that concludes Dude Pro Party Massacre 2, which that kill count is 16. Yep. Yike. And then finally... Dubro Party Massacre 3 opens. Here we go. Here's the start of 3. The canon movie of our universe. Yep. Brock's brother Brent 
Twin brother Brent. Twin yes. brother, same actor. Yep. Same actor, but he doesn't. He has a he, mole. He's miss. He, he has, doesn't have the mole. You're right. Yeah, he's missing that mole. So we know that he's different. Because See, audience, it's called it's called uh, character development. <laughs> exactly. Via, uh, uh, facial cues. Come on. So good old Brent is going to join the Delta Vi and try to discover his brother's killer. Yes. He befriends a crippled Nedry. Yep. Samzy, Derek, Todd, and his girlfriend, Samantha. And then Turbo, who is scared of dogs. Well, asterisk scared of dogs. We'll get to it later. Yeah. <laughs> He's, He's scared of dogs for a reason. Yes. That isn't revealed uh, until later. We also meet ZQ, Sizzler, Turtleneck, Flannel Bro, and the beer-addicted Spike. Yep. During a prank... <laughs> Frank on Ronda, right? Depending yeah, yeah. on your views. Nedry and Brent accidentally cause a plane a plane crash. Yeah. They uh they thought they were taking over the school radio to uh tell them uh, the principal that they sucked. Instead, they took over an air traffic controller tower, uh, which then caused the plane to crash. We yes. don't have an estimate on how many. Did they say how many people died in that? Yes. Oh yeah, they I, did. Yeah, I have I have. Oh, I'm sorry. I have our total count for three. They do mention it. It's quite a lot. But it then she's like, well, it's not this, as bad as your previous prank. Yes. So, yeah. uh, I just lost where I was. Oh, I, no. How dare I? How I'm dare sorry. You. Uh, so, which makes Pepperstone recap their previous pranks. Okay. Which includes <laughs> blowing up a dam. Yep. <laughs> that flooded an entire city. Yeah, killing everyone. Yep. Uh, and so because of the plane crash, it's kind of like they're, they're, strike three mm-hmm. for her. She sends Delta Vi to a lake house for punishment, and they are not allowed to participate in the rest of prank week. For Pledge her. week. Pledge week. Yes. Uh, I would also like to, because it is important to the plot, point out that one of their other previous pranks was overthrowing a dictatorship in uh, <laughs> in, in uh, which, South America. Which, which is, I, app- I approve, I want to point out, it is very important for the plot later. You <laughs> have to keep in mind how many times that you see photo- that talk about South America and Ronald Reagan in this film. It is very important. Also, like, how, who was it that's having traumatic flashbacks every time? What was his um, name? It was Andrew W.K.'s character. Um, oh, gosh. Because uh, they kept mentioning the... Uh, um the the embassy yeah and he was like he couldn't discern that it was brent and not brock oh that was samsey i believe uh Mm -hmm. long blonde hair yeah Um, yeah (laughs) so after they leave motherface stabs pepperstone to death hell yeah so that eliminates pepperstone as the new motherface so delta by meets by the river raft salesman patty <laughs> who is traumatized whose family died during a flood caused by the past delta by but he's like angry and also happy because the flood caused his riverboat sails to go way up he's like sarcastically like no no get a family photo with my dead with with my dead family brent is like humping his son's headstone <laughs> yes. i thought that was turbo who was humping his son's no headstone. it was brent because okay. <laughs> just the lock eyes of patty and brent he's like <laughs> yeah. while he's doing i need to watch this again <laughs> it's, it's genuinely one of the most absurd things you'll ever watch like we are not doing it justice by describing no the no, absurdity we of this only film. have like a half an hour to talk about i know it. true we can't 
Uh, so Delta Bai gets their rafts, but they have to leave Nedry behind because he he's it is the rafts are not handy accessible. Yes, and the the whole thing is that he's gonna then have to make his way to the lake house on his own, not mm-hmm. on the raft, but just by wandering through the forest mm-hmm. um, in his wheelchair. And as he's uh, sorry, and I love <laughs> Nedry, like oh he's great, he's great. He's um, so, he also has trouble swearing. He like wanted to say fuck, but he couldn't do it. That's yeah. important. I forgot he couldn't. <laughs> he could not swear. He's not okay swearing. Um, they arrive at the house, and they begin to clean it up a little bit. Motherface spies Patty on the raft and almost shoots him with an arrow, but before she can, only for Patty to commit suicide by shooting himself through the mouth. Which, I... ten out of ten. Just the the juxtaposition of it is one of the funniest parts of the film. Just like, oh, you're like, oh, Motherface is going to kill him too. Nope, he's just out there to fuck it. He's he's in a paddle boat that, you know, it takes two people. So he's just doing circles in a paddle boat. How he got to the middle of the river, no one can be sure. Uh, But he just gets out to the middle of the lake and then he just fucking shoots himself in the mouth while he's going in circles in the paddle boat. And she's like, oh. And she's like, oh, well, fuck, okay. Uh, I don't I don't have to waste this arrow then. No. <laughs> Later at the house, Brent goes into the attic and finds Samzy. Yeah, what? Yeah. Who Just tries to dance with Brent, only for Brent to accidentally drop his head on the floor. And Yeah, for some neck. reason Samzy is dead in the uh the attic and then he comes downstairs and Samzy is alive. Uh crazy. Yeah. And Samsy's giving him, like, the evil eye, because yeah. he just can't discern Brent and Brock. from his... Yeah. His brother, Brock. Yeah. yeah. He's just like, Brock, how are you alive? And then later he'll realize. Yeah, 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 we yeah. Oh, you're his brother! That mm-hmm. makes all the more sense. And you know, when you show time. somebody who's, like, traumatized by someone's death to someone who looks identical to them, it can really just mess with their mind. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. They're, uh... It's not great as no. they get to the house, uh, and Andrew W.K. has his fun introduction. Yeah. Um, Motherface, at this point, cuts the power, and Delta Bai sends Derek, who is attractive, in my opinion. Derek is very attractive. To go and fix the problem. He's also the guy from The Room. I was going to say, listeners, for yes. those of you who remember, this is Greg Sestero from The Room. Uh, not a particularly great actor, um, but he is fun. Like uh, he's, he's fine, yeah. Like, he's conventionally attractive uh he was played by god who was he played by he was played by dave franco in the uh uh yeah i think you're the right. making of the room movie yep ooh, um, ooh, hot take hot take this yeah. guy's hotter than than dave, dave franco, franco? Uh, yeah. yeah i mean okay uh, obviously yes thank you <laughs> obviously <laughs> i don't have any deep opinions on the attractiveness of dave franco or james franco for that matter but i'm just gonna point out that jay that dave franco sounds like you just made up a fake franco brother like, you're just like, yeah. what's his name? Oh, it's fucking Dave. I don't know. I will uh, say James Franco is more attractive than Dave Franco. I agree with that. You and I have similar tastes. James Franco Let's just see. has skeezy-ass energy, which he is. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey. So, Motherface rams a garden hoe into the back of Derek's head, putting him into the circuit and electrocuting him to death. Yep. It fixes the power, though. And mm-hmm. it does fix the power. She ambushes Spike, trying to find more beer. Yep. And mm-hmm. kills him by stabbing him in the head with a beer tab. Might be my this favorite kill so of the movie. This was so cool. This one was pretty And then she good. makes him drink his own <laughs> blood as, like, a beer bomb. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that one was really good. 
That was a know. very good one. Once we're finished recapping and I remember all the deaths, <laughs> then I'll, I'll be able to give my... I think I know what's going to be your two's pick, but I won't spoil it here. Uh, uh, S- Samantha and Todd. Now, Samantha, for context, because we were kind of rushing through this, Samantha wants to be in the fraternity. She wants to be a Delta Bi. She wants so badly, but she's a girl. And she also wants to take Todd's virginity. Yes. Um, and have his babies. And, and have, have his, his babies. babies, yes. Because she wants to carry on the legacy. If she can't be part of Delta Bi, by, by get, God, her she's son will be part son, of Delta yeah. Bi. Her baby boy is going to be Delta Bi for life. Was yeah. Todd... <laughs> Was Todd straight? <laughs> uh, I mean, that's a question I... and an answer that we can't possibly discern. Okay. Um, I don't know, but I... He's I... in love with his bros. That's he is in love with his brother. I think it would be funnier if he is straight, but like is so like abstinent. He's just like no, because no. <laughs> he is not about having sex. He really does not want to have sex with Samantha. But he no. also doesn't like cling on to the guys that much, mm-hmm. like in a sexual way either. No, there's no sexual bits. Of Samantha's him with the guys, coming really. on strong. Oh yeah, there's a whole other plot going on with Officer Schmidt. Yeah, we'll get to that one. I don't know as when we the hell here. we want to um, talk about that. You know what? Let's cut to that because. There's I, been scenes for that that haven't been mentioned, even though... Do you, do you want me to recap the... Yeah, the, you do. Right. Do so it. So, our, our B-plot of this film is Patton Oswald is the police chief of uh, the town that they're in, and he enlists... Uh, and he is actually trying to create a satanic ritual to finally off the Delta buys. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, to do so, he needs a virgin sacrifice. Uh, enter our bumbling police officer <laughs> uh, who is in love with David Letterman top ten lists. Uh, played by Brian Frenzy, uh, and he is sent out with a female officer. I apologize, I forget her name. Um, her and name. Car- it was Carmen like Bickleford. Ma- Maria Del Carmen is the name of the actress. Okay. Officer Candice Butaker is Butaker. her name. Uh, they are sent out in a van uh, because she is going to find a way to sacrifice mm-hmm. uh, Brian Frenzy's officer because he is a virgin, and they need a virgin to sacrifice to finally break the powers of the Delta buys. It's not fully explained how that is. Uh, they're just like, Satanic Ritual requires a virgin. Um, and so, naturally, those two have a nice adventure together as they're going along, telling stupid lists of David Letterman, running over somebody at their car, um, saving a child. Um, children. And, and uh, he wants to... The, the main plot of Brian Frenzy's character is... He wants to bang those kids with books and mm-hmm. teach and get them reading. So he's going to make a bang bus to bang all the kids with books. Um, he just leaves out with books. He says, I'm going to bang children. Yeah, he leaves that part out. For context in my voice being recorded on a podcast, I am going to continually say, for reading. Yes. Because I don't need this unearthed in 20 years to cost me a job. Um, oh, Lord. Uh, so his character continually keeps noting that he he wants to bang kids, uh, parentheses, with, with books. books. Um, and so that is all going on in the background of our uh, film as the B-plot, as Motherface is ripping through the Delta Buys. And we'll get back to that later because I love the Because it becomes the important <laughs> later on. We put a pin in that. Yeah. We just pop a little pin in there. Pop a little pin. But meanwhile, Samantha trying to have babies with yeah, Todd. So yes. Sam and Todd, they having sex at a tent. And uh, Motherface stabs uh, Todd through the tent. But not before he... With a machete. Right as, a, right as he hits orgasm. Yeah, yeah he right... finishes. It's yeah. important. <laughs> through a tent with a machete while he finishes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And, uh, you know, then 
that continues the legacy of the Delta Pies right there. But the, the girl doesn't notice. She falls asleep yeah. uh, until the morning, at least. Yeah. She, when yeah. she enters the house and is like, ah! Yeah, so... ZQ and Sizzler go into the woods, and a tree <laughs> crushes ZQ before Motherface <laughs> bisects him. Yep. This is so it good. It was actually a good I kill. I really love these two it together. It was a very good kill, yeah. This is uh, this Jimmy is Wong's character. So because he, he, he has to it's beef it what? first. Yeah, Jimmy Wong's character is a vegetarian who they're trying to get him to beef it, which I believe is just eating meat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's trapped naked inside of a box as they're just wandering around outside in the woods with the he's, character who's holding a video camera. He's the um, pledge, right? Yeah, he's so the pledge. he's trying to get into the fraternity. Yeah, throughout this whole movie, he's wearing women's clothing, like a maid outfit. <laughs> he wears a wedding dress at one point. Yeah. He dresses up like another... I think even the principal at one point. Yes, he does. Yeah, when they're meeting with the principal, you just dress up as the principal. Yeah. So I love Jimmy Wong. He gets spanked by Turbo. I was going to say, noted future Jodie Foster, Jimmy Wong. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Turbo has a paddle that he gets spanked with a few times. Mm -hmm. A few times? (laughs) Just a few. Like a handful. Like a lot. Turbo is great. And when I realized Turbo is spelled T-U-R-B-E-A-U-X. Not like Turbu. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah, until on just the, now. on his paddle, he has yeah. his name. Oh my god, that's that's a plus detail. Um, the next day, the Delta buys finds EQ's corpse, uh, and they run into the house. Now, the way that they find the corpse, uh, they <laughs> oh, this is yeah, they're swimming in the lake. Yep, like oh my gosh, this is great, guys. Hey, look! One of the guys who always wears a turtleneck is still wearing a turtleneck. And the, the whole, guy wears the, the flannel. Yeah, he's still wearing flannel. a flannel. Yeah, um, they're like, hey, ZQ finally overcame his fear of heights. Yay! He's ziplining! <laughs> and he ziplines, but it's just his top half. It's so good. And it just rains intestines and, and organs yes, out on the so Delta Bias. And they uh, scream like little girls into the house. <laughs> is that also when the corpses float up from the bottom of the lake? Yes. yes. Okay, so the yes. body falls. Yes. It manages to shake loose the corpse of all of the victims of the Delta Bias previous <laughs> prank yep. when they flooded the dam. And it just is a little miniature of a bunch of bodies floating up until it's the main thing and there's just oh, bodies God. all around them it's genuinely very dumb and very good so as they're running back to the house turbo sees samantha who's samantha is screaming that todd is dead yeah uh yeah. turbo knocks her out with a baseball bat, or yeah. uh, like it smacks her down i think with the paddle yeah with the paddle and she comes back to the house and they're getting ready to fight her off with the baseball bat. Mm-hmm. yeah which is an amazing scene yeah uh and then Brent uh, manages for them to not just kill her yep. right there. Yeah. Uh, Samzy, uh, now revealing, or now noticing that Brent is not Brock. Yeah. Uh, he reveals that he has made a ro- robot duplicate of himself and has hidden it in the a- attic for emergencies such as this if Motherface ever came back. Yep, this is, emer- as we all have, is emergency kill Motherface bot, like we all have in our attics, right? I mean, right? yeah, also, And Brent oh, no. realizes that that is what he killed. That's the dead one upstairs. <laughs> and so Samzy goes into a little bit of a rage. He's like, bro! <laughs> uh, Motherface then shows up and throws his head through, uh, throws... Whose head? Oh, Samzy left. Samzy, yep. And he gets decapitated. Mm-hmm. Motherface throws his head through the window... And using advice to make Samzy rip out his own tongue, 
by the lake. Oh, yeah, he uses a mind control device on Samzy mm-hmm. yes. that Samzy was using on his own robotic double, and there in a, a really creative kill moment yeah, of, like, yeah, ripping yeah, out yeah. his own tongue and... This might be it. Gross. This might be it. The, it's it's up there, but I still think there's one other that's going to be it for you, This mi- This might be it. Uh, oh, I think I know which one you, you think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Motherface then, yeah, rips out Sizzler's heart and, fl- like, she goes back to the house, finds Sizzler, rips out Sizzler's heart, flushes it. <laughs> he's, he's, he, after himself. he feeds him to him to make him beef. Yeah. Uh, this is very important. Mm-hmm. He beefed. <laughs> he finally beefed. <laughs> he beefed. He finally beefed his own beef. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, then Turbo, we cut to him, he's locked in a room full of dogs. Oh yeah, this is where it's revealed. He's not actually afraid of dogs, folks. He's afraid of... Tiny, tiny... They're little dog dicks! Yes! <laughs> They're himself, tiny little dog dicks! He himself has one. <laughs> yeah, so he, he's really sad. He reveals this to Brent. And yeah. like... Yeah, rips off his shirt in the middle of the monologue, because yeah, that's bro. what they do. They're bros. And yeah. while he's still ranting, puts on another shirt, finishes the rant, and, and just to rip again. that shirt off yeah. as well. And it should be noted that while he's in this basement trapped with the dogs, he's left in there with a revolver with one uh, one bullet, mm-hmm. yep. um, which Motherface leaves in there for him to use on himself because of being surrounded by all these tiny dog dogs dicks. and their tiny dog dicks. <laughs> which, which he does. Which he does. Yeah. So Samantha and Brent, uh, Brent are now like, okay, we're now going to be together, but we gotta go find Sizzler. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we have a whole montage <laughs> of these two going through previous scenes, <laughs> the commercials, going through the houses, the yep. commercials. Because there's little commercials. Sizzler, there. Sizzler, <laughs> Sizzler. Yeah. It's so. Or good. going in reverse. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like great montage. Samantha, however, is the one that finds Sizzler's body and reveals to Brent that Todd has impregnated her before Mother Face appears behind her with a fire poker and stabs her through the stomach, killing her child. And her. Yep. And her. It should be noted, it kills them both. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mother Face then pulls the poker up and slicing Samantha in half. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's the one I thought was your gonna be your guys' top kill. I know uh, what mine is, but I think mine is Sizzler's death. Mine is the beer bong with uh what's his noodle? The guy who drinks beer all the time. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think Sizzler is my favorite. I think for the aftermath, I like the zipline uh, that one is so organs. funny. <laughs> so good. It, it's not the best like kill as it happens, no. but it has the best after effects. Like actual kill as it's happening, yeah, it's either the beer it's, or Sizzler. So I can't decide which. Oh, he's he's got over his fear of heights. Yeah, oh. man. <laughs> <laughs> so Brent has uh, gone out and has now found a badly wounded flannel and turtleneck bro in the woods. Mm-hmm. Yep. They have a wonderful back and forth. Like, do you even know our names? And he just guesses flannel and turtleneck bro, and, and they're like, sure. lucky guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, Motherface has. Uh, Stabbed both of their heads with ja- a javelin. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Motherface then attacks Brent with a tomahawk, but Nedry comes to Nedry! save the day. He is now one with the woods. Full and he's druid. swearing. Yep, yes. and he cursed. Mm-hmm. He has a wolf, he's got a bear, he's got all these little critters you know, Beaver around. is there too. Yeah, yeah. He, he's... He, he is a man of the woods. Yeah. He said something like, the forest took away my family, but now I've become one of them or something like yep. that. Yeah. Um, 
Motherface then throws a tomahawk at Nedry's uh, head and killing him. Instead. Just, this just, is the worst. Co- just immediate. Yeah, and the so animals sad. just kind of look at each other and like. No, they drag his yeah, corpse they drag off. They, like they look at each other. They're like, Ugh, like and then they drag it off. <laughs> um, which of course leads to our final showdown between Brent and Motherface Three. Well, do you want to unpin the pin? Yeah. Oh, of course I have. I was going to. And get uh, caught up with our other. Uh, so plot the B. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, there'll be a couple of pins that I'll run into. So plot B. Then at this point, um, our plucky police officers are going along in the car and they get into a car crash um, where uh, Brian Frenzy's character and her go flying and he ends up saving her life, uh, at which point Motherface knocks him out because um, he is to be sacrificed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, again, they need a virgin for this sacrifice. Uh, ben, this is, it's an important detail that'll come up later. Yep. Did you um, mention of how they got uh, Schminkel, right, uh, to go on this quest? Uh, oh. yes. Oh, I did not. No, uh, so Schmickle was ordered to go on this quest because it is the police officer played by Pat Oswald argued that all of the Delta buys are actually bags of oranges, mm-hmm. and that um, will save. And that will save because there's an orange crisis going on right now yep. in their uh, in their city. Which he's like, yeah, I gotta go along and to get him to not be oranges, he has to boop them on the nose. Yeah, because um, you know. That's just what you that do. That makes sense. Um, and so... You know it to be true. And uh, as uh, Brian Frenzy's character is knocked out and laid upon this altar to be sacrificed at the hour of midnight um, to finally destroy the Delta Bros, or Delta Buys once and for all, uh, his partner ends up sleeping with him mm-hmm. uh, right there on the mountain to, of course, take away his virginity, uh, his virginity mm-hmm. um, which Christy called the entire time. She's like, he's not going to be a virgin by the end of it. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's, it's a spoiler. We're like, fine. Um, <laughs> yep. Very <laughs> true. Very true. Uh, so obvious. <laughs> and that ties back to the, uh, the, B, the A plot of the film, which is now Brent versus Motherface 3, mm-hmm. uh, as... Brent is certain that he has figured out Motherface 3's identity. Um, <laughs> and after a long-winded talk about both the Iran-Contra scandal, uh, as well as numerous other South American uh, intricacies done by the Reagan administration, uh, he believes that uh, Motherface 3 is Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Motherface 3 then pulls off her mask, and it is, in fact, Ronald Reagan. Uh, yeah. And then it's revealed that that's all just a dream sequence, and it is not, in fact, Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is where I'll let Christy tag back in. Uh, pretty much then, uh, Brent is going to face off with Motherface. Yep. And uh, the spirits of all of the dead Delta Bai... The bros! ...arrive and strengthen him. Like they, an avatar state they for possess, bros. Yes! Including the dead fetus. Especially yeah. the dead fetus. Including the dead Puts fetus. it over the top. And he transforms... And manages to then... He just beats the shit out of her. <laughs> yeah, he does. It's like... It's just oh. like no music either. It's just like a Hulk just sitting on someone just punching the I, shit out of I them. I think it's worth saying that Brent was having flashbacks about times with his brother Brock. And they're just all hilarious. So yes. like Brock has been like helping him through this as yes. it's happening. Yes. And, and like we... Very this. like Jedi... Yes. Dead Jedi in Star Wars. Blue Force Ghost. Yes. Uh... For all the Delta Buy bros. Right. Um, and then uh, we cut back to the police station. <laughs> yeah, our film ends in the police station um, with with uh, Pat Oswalt's character who... 
is, is mad. He's very mad at them because they didn't do it properly. Then he gets a phone call in the other room. That's happening in the background where in the foreground, uh, Schminkel and his partner are talking. You see Patton Oswalt's character's head explode mm -hmm. just in the background. Yep. Um, <laughs> but the foreground conversation is But the, the foreground so conversation... Uh, yeah. Schminkel's partner reveals to Schminkel, <laughs> knowing to be true, that she herself is a bag of oranges. <laughs> and it cuts back you to a montage to of the true. rest of the film of Schminkel next to a bag of oranges. Fucking a bag of oranges a bag driving of a car. Oranges. Fucking a bag of oranges upon an altar of Satan. I can't um, even handle this. Flying through the air with a bag of oranges. And the film ends with Schminkel reaching over and with tears booping. in his eyes, booping the nose of his partner and she collapsing into a bag pile of oranges. Of and truly that's the movie <laughs> and truly it's the saddest moment of them all so dude bro party massacre three kill count 4269 is, is that including the village uh the yeah it's residents got, uh, of the village okay yeah and the plane uh, crash. and the plane crash and the plane nice honestly thought it would have been more so grand total of all three dude bro party massacres the kill count is 4294 is yeah, that the man. highest kill count on this podcast so far? Yeah. Yes. Yes. They there was like yes yes yeah filmmakers set a goal to like actually break the record mm -hmm. for most kills in a slasher film. This I believe this did it. It did. Good. It did. Because the previous number was one hundred and fifty five from Summer of Massacre. Yeah, they they yeah, leapfrogged that by a little bit. Yeah. Which ten out of ten. Oh yeah, I love I. I love this film. Uh, folks, I don't think it's a great, to jump into the race, I don't think it's a great horror film because it is not horrifying. Um, there's a few moments that'll make weak-skinned people like me go like, ah! Yeah, uh, But no. it is it is hilarious. <laughs> it is one of the funnest things that you can watch and just Absolutely. sit back and enjoy yourself for two hours. This was funded by a Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah funded by Kickstarter. A lot of, if people are familiar with them, a lot of the five-second film people were the people who worked on this. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the people who worked on, like, Video Game High School were some of the people behind this. Um, very good, independent, I'll call it horror comedy. Yeah, um, I would say it's a horror comedy. Yeah. Um... So let's dive into some fun facts. So actually there were some scheduling conflicts with Officer Schminkel's storyline <laughs> that they had to film some of the forest scenes in the filmmaker's backyard using dozens of abandoned Christmas trees as the, to make up the woods. I love that. That very much them. tracks with some of those shots, yep. I don't have any other fun you facts besides the ones that I've mentioned. Uh, the line forever is going to start tonight when uh, Inside the RV mm -hmm. is directly taken from the song Total Eclipse of the Heart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I also didn't really have any... There's not a whole lot out there. No. It references a lot of horror films and I should also like note that that's the second time that Brian Frenzy's used the Forever is Gonna Start Tonight as a character in one of these, because he also shouts that in Video Game High School at one point. Oh I think after he just he, loves after, Bonnie Tyler. After he murders a man with an N64 controller. Excellent! Um, <laughs> I need to see this it's, movie. It, it's a whole series on YouTube, honestly. It's oh. like hour-long episodes, like three seasons. Yeah, like it's genuinely fun. I'm gonna have to watch um, it. There you go. Yeah, he's great the entire show. Um, Do you have taglines? There's one. Um, don't let a bro see it alone. 
That's a solid tagline. Mm-hmm. Very solid. Uh, some reviews. Uh, five, uh, five star, absolutely hilarious. The perfect spoof of the 80s horror flicks rolled into one. It's all you need to know. Think about Naked Gun and Airplane, but for horror. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Another five stars, just bros being bros. <laughs> yeah. Just bros being bros, bro. And then a one and a half star, a coward. Fucking saying, loser. Saying, dude bro, alpha bi till I die. Uh, peak dialogue, peak storytelling, peak everything. But yet you did it as a one and a half star. because he's an alpha bi, that loser. Yeah, alpha you, bi, not a delta bi. Because alpha bi was the, 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 the shitty side yeah. group. Yeah. Yeah. So let's grade this shit. Same rules apply. Five questions. Let's go. Yeah. In our opinion, was it a good horror movie? Five. Seven. I give it a five just because it's not a horror film to me. It's more of a horror comedy, so I don't grade that's it that it, much higher. There's still horror in that. There thing. is. And that's why it's not like a one or anything like that. Okay. But do I think it's a great movie? Yes. Do I think it's a good horror movie? That's kind of how I applied it to like, it's not necessarily a good horror movie, but it is a good movie. Yes. And how was the acting? Ten. I gave it an eight. Gave it a nine. I love the acting. It's it was, so dude bro-ish. It's exactly what you need for that film. Mm -hmm. it, it, they, everybody was on point for what they were trying to do. Yes. Right. Special effects? I mean, I had to give this a ten just because the it's, it's so creative. I gave it a nine. There were a f probably a few blood mixtures that could have been a little bit better, but ultimately I had no issues. Mm-hmm. I gave it an 8, only because it was kind of, like, intentionally trying to be, like, low budget. Mm -hmm. So I guess if it was more of what, exactly what it was going for, then yeah. it was a 10, but, yeah. Um, Compelling yeah. story, interesting twists. A 5. 8. 8. <laughs> the Orange is Kelly. That was so twisty. Sorry. It's just because so it is a little all over the place when you first it's very watch it. All so, over like, retalking this through makes things connect a little easier, but it was a bit hard to follow in but parts. There's 90 compelled. plots going throughout all of it. I, I upscored it for the next question. Uh, how is character development and writing? This is an 8. 8. I give it a 7. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the writing is ridiculous and it's intentionally ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um,. It, it's very much one of those like film criticism things where it's like this is exactly what it's setting out to doing and yeah. it's a, it's very good at it. Yeah. Is that like if you're looking at it from like a the Actual Oscar sort of right, way right. like no it's not great but like it's doing exactly what it wants to do. Yeah. Uh, so I had a forty. I had a thirty-eight. Thirty-seven. So marking yours to on the one to ten. Doing yeah. the math. Seven point four. So that is making it an 85.4, which is putting it in between The Devil's Backbone from 20 or 2001 and Us from 2019. Yeah, that tracks. So it has ranked 7th on our list. I really should have just put this all as 10s to just throw off your guys' entire <laughs> rating system. Just come in here and break it and be like, my movie, the best movie. It would have just <laughs> moved it up three spaces. Dang it, it would have got That's to one. That's still quite a bit, though. Yeah. It would have put it probably in between the House of a Thousand Corpses and Get Out. It's for the best that it landed where it is. It's a good spot. It's yeah. a good spot for it. Yeah, yeah. Can't complain. So, a uh, couple announcements. Uh, we are going to... This is our last episode for this year. Yes. So we are not putting one out the weekend of New Year's. Yeah, we have... With the holidays coming, enjoy your time with yeah. your families. And um, we're going crazy with our Christmas stuff. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to take a little break. We're going to come back strong in January. On January 13th is our next 
date that we're releasing Friday episode. Friday the 13th! Good old Bobby here. He picked out our next category. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you, to gonna... be fair, you put me on the spot. I and did. We're like, pick a category, hey, and I quick. went, uh, aliens. Yes, um, these are very quick. There was no hesitation. There was hesitation, but that's just my brain screaming. So, <laughs> um. so we're we're gonna be covering some alien movies. Um, we're gonna cover my pick first for this one. We're gonna cover Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I've never seen it. Uh, I haven't either. It's a good camp. Type movie okay. that the kills are interesting. Okay, I find this movie like just entertaining. It's okay. not necessarily a good movie, but it's kind of a cult classic. All right, yeah, that, yeah. I've, I've always anything. heard good things about it. Um, There's I, a video game coming out. Yeah. Oh, yes. There is a video game coming out about it. Let's go. You know I'm gonna be playing that. Oh, How I old know. is this movie? It's like 70s or 80s. I'm 80s? Gonna say. Oh I'm wow. Gonna say. Okay. Yeah. So I should have known it was a Christie pick. Yeah, is it, is it, it's going to be a <laughs> '70s film. Probably have some slasher and practical uh, effects to it. You know I'm gonna um, be picking stuff from the '80s if you just put me on the spot. I mean, true, and we did. But I've been wanting to cover Killer Clowns with you for a while. Okay. I think it's just the right amount of like camp and stupid. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I still have to pick mine for this uh, yeah. two for. Uh, I'll figure it out. Yeah, there's a lot of alien movies to choose from. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, if you want to give us recommendations on, uh, movies or what category we should be covering next, you can do that at Unnerved, a horror movie podcast on Facebook. We have a wonderful group over there. Also at Nerved on Twitter. Uh, that's also where we, we post all of the polls for voting for, like, things like Cringe Miss or sequels or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you like our artwork as much as we do... Yeah, go visit my sister, Danielle, at Danny Draws Dragons on Instagram. She's immensely talented. Very she talented. did our little logo, so. Yeah. Um, and she's also on our episode for Annihilation. Yeah, thank so you. So if you want to hear her voice, she's on that episode. Um, I'm trying to th- Oh, and if you want to follow me on Instagram, mm-hmm. at, at Lilith underscore Hilltopple, I post anything from our Haunted House stuff, things I find related to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you can DM us on Twitter uh, with... Anything you want to shout us out for, like, mm-hmm. hey, I liked this episode, or anything like that, uh, feel free to do so. Um, but otherwise, in the meantime, stay safe. First, I want to just say thank you. Of course. <laughs> to oh. our guests. <laughs> no, that's Do you have anything to plug? Uh, I don't have any pluggables at the moment. I would just say thank you guys very much for having me on here. What about um, your video game Instagram? Oh, yeah. I run a video game Instagram uh at Save Point Photography uh, on Instagram. Very small. I just post screenshots on there. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys very much for having me on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for uh, being here. Of course. Thank you for one of the best movies we've watched so far. I, you know, <laughs> I have been, I have been, as long as I've known about this podcast, I have told Chrissy, I'm like, you gotta do Dubro Party Massacre 3. And I've also told her she has to do Clue, which I'm gonna guest on whenever you guys do a Clue Ooh, episode. Yeah. Uh, again, not really horror film, but it's great. Um, also, and I will I fight seen. anybody. You haven't seen Clue! <laughs> I'm glad that is recorded. <laughs> no, I have not seen Clue. Kelly I'm... hasn't seen most of the movies we've covered. This is part of the reason we did this like, podcast in the first 90% place. Ninety percent of the movies we've covered, Kelly has. Oh, not seen. I'd say more like ninety-five percent, honestly. I was trying to be nice. I'm well, being just honest with myself. At least it's fine. We can drag her in front of friends. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> but yes, thank you guys very much for having me on. Uh, was a great pleasure, and yeah, I'm sorry that my vote was the deciding one that made us watch Ginger Dead Man. 
I'm ginger dead inside because of it. To be fair, you it was very misleading having Gary Busey in it. I got really fucked over by that Gary Busey top line. Yeah. Like, fuck, man. I think most people did. I mean, it was either this or a sentient tire. Which we may revisit, be, revisit because Christmas 2K23. Who mm-hmm, knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, Christmas 3, that's next year. If you have any cringy movies, also Christmas in July. We cover there you go. Oh, yeah, we do that. Point. Yeah, yeah. So we've done that at some point. Uh, but yeah. Stay safe. Mm-hmm. Spend a wonderful holiday season with your families. Yes. But you gotta keep that extra spooky on the side. <laughs> stay safe, stay spooky, folks. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. Uh, we'll see you guys in the middle of January. Four weeks. Four weeks. We'll miss you. For Friday the 13th. And killer clowns <laughs> from outer space. <laughs> also, it's got a great, like, theme song to it. By... As good as the Bob. Um, it's more like 80s rock vibes. Okay. So I think you'll still dig it. Okay. But the band name, The Dickies. Nice. Come on. It's I great. Mean, yeah. It's 10 out of 10. Uh, but yeah, uh, we'll see you guys soon. All right. Bye. Bye.